subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. Taken from his brand new book, The Strange Grave of Mikey Dunbar, and other stories to make you poop your pants. Bleeder's Digest, issue number 53. What are we doing for Halloween? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Normally, we just head out in our little groups, roaming the neighborhood and looking to get as much as we can. Uh, But this year, this year we're going to do things differently. This year, I called everyone together to my house, and I told them my plan. I laid out the map that I made of the neighborhood, and everyone crowded around to take a look. <laughs> one, of the, one of the younger ones was obviously too excited and shouted out, Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to eat till I burst. I smiled at him and waited for the group to settle down. As the oldest one there, I had done this more times than anyone, and it was my plan, so I was in charge. There will be plenty for everyone, I told them. But the only way we can get them all is if we work together. First, a few rules for anybody who's new here. We don't start until after the sun sets. By then, all the babies and parents are gone, and they just get in the way anyway. I tried to make eye contact with some of the younger ones there to make sure that they were listening. This was important, and I didn't want them to miss any details. And you have to keep up. If you fall behind because you have a peg leg or an eye patch, then you're on your own. We only get to do this one night of the year. So we have to make it count. The crowd started to quiet down. I knew they were taking it seriously. And finally, and most importantly, stick to the plan. Alone, we can have a good night. There's enough out there for everyone. But if we stick to the plan, we can get them all. Some of them, some of them were drooling at this point. I paused for a moment. I knew what everyone was imagining. They were all thinking about bags and bags full to bursting being hauled down into my basement. Bags so heavy they could barely lift them. So heavy they would have to drag them down the stairs. This table would be covered with piles and everyone would get to pick through and savor their favorite pieces. So here's where we begin. I pointed to the map to the intersection of Oak and Elm, just up the hill from the graveyard. I knew from experience there would be lots in this area, but I wanted to make sure it didn't get too busy. You guys, I said as I pointed to a pack of newbies who were hovering by the door. This is your neighborhood, so it's your job to keep an eye on the crowds. Check in regularly, and if the crowds get really big, I want to know. At the end of the night, when you think you've seen the last of them, head back here for the feast. When I said feast, everybody started to giggle, but I didn't laugh. I wanted them to know that this was serious. However, my stomach was starting to growl as I talked about the plan. It's gonna be dark, I said loudly, and the laughing stopped. 
you to use that to your advantage. As the crowds gather at this intersection, stretch those shadows out wherever you can. Everywhere that there isn't a porch light or a street light, you should be making things as dark as you can. Do it slowly so that they won't notice. But make sure that the lights in the neighborhood get weaker and weaker as the night goes on. A group of veterans all nodded in agreement. They not only knew what to do, they knew the effect it would have. I traced my bony finger along Green Street. When they get here, that's when I want some of you moving in the shadows. Remember not to be seen. We don't want to reveal ourselves. We just want them to notice some quick movements out of the corner of their eye. Something that they can't identify, but something that they know is there. I scanned the room. I saw nothing but smiling faces looking back. They knew just what to do. Here! We want them to turn down Robinson Street, I said, pointing to a long laneway that led toward the graveyard. That way, we can separate them from the larger crowds. We want small groups of five or six kids, so here is where I want the wind to hit them. I pointed to the two brothers over my shoulder. They were very old and very powerful. It was seen to come out of nowhere. I couldn't help but smile while I talked. More of Bleeder's Digest, issue number 53, after this. of the trees and blows the last few leaves onto the ground. I want it sharp and cold as it rolls down the backs of their necks, freezing their skin. Instinctively, they will turn their backs to the wind and head our way. They will be walking toward us, not really paying attention to where they're going, huddled together against the wind. I placed a finger halfway down Robinson Street, right where a long but gentle hill starts. As they continue toward the cemetery, they'll start to notice less and less houses, which means less and less lights, I said as I scanned the room. When they get to the bottom of the hill, they will be surprised to find it is very dark and they are very alone. (laughs) We need them to turn east toward this place, I said as I pointed to where my house was on the map. You! I need a scream right here! I said to the creature beside me. His black cloak hid his face, but I knew what he was. He was hungry, and he was ready to haunt. 
powerful and piercing scream that overwhelms them. They will cover their ears only to realize that the scream is coming from inside their own minds and they will find the only way they can get away from the screaming is to move toward us. I saw one of the young ones looking nervously around the room, totally self-assured. I was expecting this. And at this point, there might be some who are scared and want to go home, I said, trying to sound reassuring. But that's okay. We want them to be afraid. But what we don't want is for them to convince anyone to go home. So what do we do? I asked the group, knowing that none of them had the answer, but I did. We scare them so much that they can't even talk! The whole group smiled at the idea. Some with bright, clean teeth, some with fangs, some with rotted holes where mouths used to be. When you find that scared little kid looking into the darkness, and you write back, I said, let them see blood-red eyes filled with hunger and hatred. Show them eyes that belong to a beast that is waiting for them to look away. They will panic. They will run. And I will give them somewhere to run to. Not a sound came from the others in the room. They will look down the street, and they will see this house. But not this house. They won't see a condemned house where a teenager died. They won't see a burned-out shack where a body was dumped inside a murder a long time ago. No! They will see a warm and welcoming home with soft lights and a wide-open door that tells their terrified little minds that they will be safe inside. But of course, that's where we will be waiting. I lean back in my chair, one ragged arm outstretched on the map, mostly bones held together by tendons and bits of meat. Most of the cloth from my jacket rotted away years ago, barely enough now to see the blood stain from where the knife went into my chest. I smiled and said, and that's how we do it. One group at a time until this basement is full. Heaps and piles all over and everyone gets to pick out their favorite pieces. There were cheers from the crowd. Howls, evil laughter and cheers. A chorus of ghouls and ghosts who were ready for the feast. (laughs) I was reminded that some of them have not eaten all year. It made me want to go over the rules once more. Remember, we wait until dark. Our powers are strongest when the sun is gone. We only get to do this once a year. It is our one chance to feed. And if we work together, we can get them all. So that's the plan. One hand-drawn map and a room full of hungry ghosts. So while you and your friends are planning your Halloween route, so are we. 
while you're thinking about where to go and what will taste the best, so are we. Plan your route. Bring your flashlight if it makes you feel better. Tell yourself that you won't be scared. It won't matter. Because this year, we've got a plan. And we're going to work together to get you all! Making Plans, written and narrated by Jeremy John. Featuring Everett Shand as the child, Trevor Shand as the ghoul. Engineering production and sound design by Trevor Shand. Making Plans is taken from Jeremy John's brand new book, The Strange Grave of Mikey Dunbar, and other stories to make you poop your pants. Available wherever books are sold. Theme music by Tyler Connolly, Chrissy Fox, and Trevor Shand. Bleeder's Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeder's Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.